0: Hey, Hey, fire starters, you are listening to episode 224 of the females on fire podcast with our guest, Megan Yelaney. Now I am really excited about this episode because Megan is a friend of mine that I met through a mastermind and saw her expertise right off the bat and knew we had to have her on the show. Megan is a business mentor, a podcaster, and a speaker whose passion truly lies in helping women build businesses that allow them to thrive in their marriages as much as their bank. She's an expert in unique framework development, which is something that makes her clients stand out to their niche by being their 100% authentic selves. And that's exactly what we're getting into in this episode. We are gonna talk about building out a framework for your offer. So building out a really unique method, a really unique framework that's all your own, that really puts your expertise right at the forefront, but that's also really unique and authentic to you. So I'm really excited. This is a very tactical episode that no matter what you offer is going to be helpful to you and going to be beneficial. So I'm really excited for you to hear Megan's tips in how you can build out your unique method, your unique framework, and how you can go implement that into your business to start thriving and making bank off of your offers. So are you ready? Let's dive in with Megan. Hey there, gorgeous. And welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. The place to be if you're an audacious dreaming woman, ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo. And together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Are you ready for a revolution? It's time to shake up the industry a little and girlfriend, you're going to want to be a part of this. The females on fire conference is headed to Dallas, Texas, August 7th and 8th of 2024. And it is a conference like no other. We are so tired of stuffy business conferences or motivational speakers that don't give you any actual depth. So we're bringing together over a thousand women, a fire speaker lineup and some fun twists and surprises for two action packed days that will change your life and your business. It's time to ditch the drama and the struggle Get aligned and profitable and unleash the audacious dreamer and impactful doer inside of you. And with tickets that start at only $97, we're making sure that you can get yourself in the room. So save your seat at the revolution by heading to femalesonfireconference.com and get ready for two days of business, personal, and community growth like you've never seen it done before. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm
1: so excited.
0: I'm excited. We have very similar like energies. I feel like,
1: I know. I feel like this is, it's not a long time coming because you haven't even known each other that long, but when we met, it was like immediate love. So I was like, (laughs) I feel like this has been a long time coming in a way.
0: (laughs) Yes. So much so. And honestly, like you just said that and I'm like, Oh, we haven't known each other for long. That's so strange, but it feels like we have, which is always a good sign. We had immediate bonding over the color pink. I love it.
1: (laughs) We really did. We looked so similar. Everyone was like calling us the same name. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Great. Twinsies. Uh,
0: well, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, your journey into
1: entrepreneurship, what all that has been like for you. Yes, it's so cool. Like going back and just thinking back to when you started. You know, I think it's such a cool exercise that people should just do to be grateful too for where they're at yeah. when they're frustrated. So I love talking about this. So I actually got started. Pretty much like a lot of people I know in a network marketing company, a lot of people I've actually interviewed lately or talked to are like, me too, me too. So got started in network marketing in 2011, technically is when I signed up for the company. I had been using their products- for at least a year illegally through illegal streaming. Um, But (laughs) I made a lot of money for them. So I don't think they care by this point, Uh, but it was Beachbody. So I like had the P90X DVDs, like my boyfriend in college got them for me for free. And I became obsessed. I loved it. I felt so much more confident in my skin. I didn't have a great relationship with health and fitness or food in college. And so this kind of really helped me look at food more as fuel and um, helping me just be healthier and lifting weights and getting stronger. And it just really changed a lot about how I felt about myself. So I started recommending it to everyone and anyone I knew. And then a year later found out I could have been making money the whole time. I was <laughs> literally sending people to the website. That sounds about right. I was like, this is so annoying. I could have made money this whole time. So for me, I was one of those, like n- really fell into it. Cause I was doing it. Uh, type of people. But I did go to school for business, which is kind of that fun fact that a lot of people don't know. I went to school for integrated marketing and communications in San Diego at San Diego State. And so I always loved business, especially like the psychology of why people buy. Um, My favorite class in college was consumer behavior. I just Mm -hmm. think it's so interesting, you know, and and I always loved psychology. So I thought it was like a nice combination. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind. Um, but I was pursuing film, TV, and theater. I grew up as in a theater family. Um, that's what I thought I was going to do after I graduated with a business degree. I moved to (laughs) LA to to pursue that. But in the back of my mind, I just, I knew I didn't want to be a starving artist most of my life. And that's what just like happens. Even when you quote unquote make it, it doesn't always pay incredibly well and can be a really tough life. And once I was in LA and I was going on auditions and doing cocktail jobs and all that, and I started my Beachbody business, I started to see the potential. And I saw these people like shredding their mortgages at these live events and, and just having these huge transformations with their income. And I'm like, they seem so normal. And I just remember being like, why are they successful? And I'm not, and I'm still at the same place where I'll occasionally sign people and then not, and then occasionally sign people and not. It's because that's how I was showing up. I was like occasionally doing my business and then not, I was not treating it like a business. Um, and so I kind of left one of the those trips going, this is ridiculous. I hate these side jobs. I hate background work. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go all in. I want to be able to pursue theater and not do it just for the income because it's stressful when it's just for that and just more as like a a love for it. And I just made that commitment. And about a year and a half after that, I was able to quit all my side jobs because the business took off. Yeah. And it was just one of those really, and I hope anyone listening, like it was one of those moments that made me go, these people weren't special. Like they weren't handed anything special. They, that's what I loved about that company and network marketing. I was like, they just seem like very, to be quite honest, kind of boring, normal people. I was like, (laughs) he's the top coach, really? Like nothing flashy. And so that gave me so much hope that there's not a secret. You really just got to be consistent and work your butt off. And so I was like, I can do that. I can do that. And I did, and then um, I just was addicted from there. I was like, ooh, I tasted that growth, let's go. I uh, moved home to New York. I'm from originally from New York. So I moved back to New York in 2012, started dating my now husband and just kind of had another why. I was like, all right, I see our future. I see our family. He's an entrepreneur at heart. He already had a business and was working um, in uh, insurance in New York City, but didn't like his job. We both don't do well with people telling us what to do in our jobs. <laughs> both very much entrepreneurs. And so we kind of talked and had this vision of like both being able to be entrepreneurs together and travel and and live by coastal and all this stuff. And that was back in 2012 when we started dating. And so fast forward, uh, Beachbody took off and by 2006, 2015, I was making six figures a year and he was able to quit his corporate job to go all in on his ticket business that he had at the time. And that was just such an exciting time for us because we were getting married a month later when we decided. We're like, oh your cool. job. yeah, let's get married. And then our honeymoon was a four-month road trip from New York to California. And we stopped at all cool places along the way. We stopped in Virginia. I love this. Um, <laughs> not Wilmington, but probably close by, I think. Um, and it was just such an incredible experience that we never would have been able to do if we had traditional jobs that made us be somewhere, you know, in an office. Yeah. And that just like really, I think set the stage for the rest of our life to be quite honest. Um, and from there, I, that was 2017. We went on that road trip. I started to get an itch cause I had been doing beach body pretty consistently for like four years. We're going up the ranks, getting all those fun accolades and they're very good at making you feel very loved. They, they give you all these fun prizes and stuff to shoot for. But honestly, I felt very, there was something that year that made me feel like unaligned. And I know that word is used a lot, alignment, unaligned, but that's really how it felt. It just felt like this isn't it anymore. Like something feels off. And so I said, I just feel like there's so much more I'm meant to do. And at that point, you know, you start a personal growth journey when you're in these companies and when you're in business. So I had taken marketing courses, classes, also had my, my business degree. I was doing personal growth work. And I was like, I have so much more I can give. And I, I can only work with people if they sign up as a customer or a distributor. And it felt so limiting. And so I decided in 2017 to join a group program and get help to create my own business outside of it. Um, I did, I created a health company and it actually did really well in the first six months. Cause again, I was like, I have to go all in, I kind of said, I'm going to pretend I don't even have my beach buddy business, which is terrifying because that was whole income, but I treated it like a lot of people treat their nine to fives. Like I'm very grateful for this income, but I have to treat this other business. Like it's the thing to get it going. And in six months it was a six figure business. And I was like, I don't like this business. I don't want to do this. (laughs) So I was like, man, why do I keep doing this to myself? But the reason was, even though I was in a health and fitness company, I, I love health and wellness for my own self. It's always been a very big value and priority of mine, but I don't love talking about it all the time. It's not like the thing I am meant to help people with. It's just part of who I am. You know, I think a lot of people fall into that trap sometimes too. They think just because they're good at something or it's, you know, a, a habit of theirs, they're meant to do it. And it definitely was not my, what I was meant to do. And I quickly realized that when the the group coaching program that I graduated from asked me to be a co-coach, because I got really great results. And she knew that coming in, I had already had a successful business. I knew how to do this. I just wanted help to do it on my own outside of that company. And so I started business coaching inside of this group program. And before you knew it, a lot of the kids, the kids, what am I saying? (laughs) A lot of the kids, my age, a lot of these students who graduated would ask me to one-on-one coach them when they graduated. So before you knew it, I had a roster full of business clients, but it was all behind the scenes and no one knew. Mm -hmm. And so in 2018, I was like, we're just going to rip the bandaid. I'm no longer fitness coaching. And I made a very like very big pivot. <laughs> and I didn't yep. gradually do it. I was like, we are not doing this anymore. We are business <laughs> coaching. And looking back, I'm like, wow, that was very abrupt, but I don't think it was super surprising. Cause I started to share my business coaching and like what I was doing. And I just knew the second I did it, I was like, this is what I meant to do. And that was five years ago now. Oh my gosh. Five years ago now. And I've been doing that ever since in one way, shape, or form. Lots of growth and pivots and turns, and my business model is so different today than it was in 2018. Um, and I, we can get into as much or as little as you want, but that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've been helping mainly online coaches and service pros, um, build out their business by really creating what's different, uh, what I call their unique method. Uh, what's different about them? How can they stand out on social from everyone else out there doing the same exact thing? So, yeah, I know that was a lot, but you told <laughs> me not to make it too short. <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. And I think it's so cool
0: because I think we have kind of similar journeys in a sense, mm-hmm. because I also just kind of like fell into what I was doing. I originally was in wedding planning. And so kind of fell into that and it got really successful really fast and it felt so good. And the money was good. And I was really great at it. And then there was just this like moment of like, you know what, this doesn't feel like it anymore. And it's kind of like, you can't even explain that moment unless you've had it Because you said unaligned and I'm like, yeah, that's, that really is what it feels like. It's just like all of a sudden you're like, no, I know there's something else I'm meant to do. And, um, and then I had a very similar kind of journey of like starting something else and then being like, "Mm, I don't know if this iteration of this is the thing, even though it's successful. And then you finally kind of find that groove. And I found mine in 2018 too. That's what I was on fire. So that's so funny, um, that you say that, but. It's, it's wild. Like the amount of like pivots that you can have and and yes. the different iterations that come from things. Um, totally. but it's cool when you get to, you know, you said at the beginning, it's, I think everybody should like look back at their own journey at yeah. some point. And it's totally. cool when you get to kind of reflect on that and be like, wow, this has been through a lot. And yeah, It's so cool now. And, you know, it's just a cool thing to look back on.
1: And you're still here, you know, like so many people I know who I started with quit their business by now. Oh, for sure. So I'm like, wow, we're still doing it. Like we've had tough moments. We've had many, many, many moments where we wanted to quit, where we wanted to go, okay, I guess I got to get a job now. Like, don't think I can do this anymore. Every entrepreneur I know has had that thought but we're still here. And so I just encourage anyone who's had a tough year or two years or three years, like just remember that you're still here and you're here for a reason. Like there's something calling you to this life. So
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. Some people are just made for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Really are. I love love that. Um, I love your whole story, but you mentioned kind of right at the end there, what I really want to get into that you help online coaches, service providers, really create their unique method, what makes them stand out. So can yeah. you kind of start to talk about that a little bit? Because I think it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a cool concept, but also a really important concept because yeah. as much as we're like, you're still here, you're doing it. People quit in their first year of business so often, or their first three years or whatever. Mm-hmm. The truth is everybody's online now, right? Everybody's on social media. Now there's so many different social media platforms. Yeah. There's so many different ideas out there. And it's like, how do you find a way to do the thing that hasn't already been done? And so really yeah. creating that kind of unique method for yourself,
1: I mm-hmm. think is
0: really the the ticket, the golden ticket, if you will, to that. But when we sit down to do that, it's like, okay, but what's unique about the way I do this? And it, it's kind of a tricky thing to create if you don't know what you're doing. So can you just totally. kind of talk a little bit to that and like, mm-hmm. what does that process look like when you walk your client yeah. through it?
1: Oh yeah. I love talking about this. So it's, and like you said, everyone's online now, it feels like, and it's just almost silly for people not to use the internet to market their business if they can, (laughs) even in, even in a tiny way, it's like, why not? You know? Um, But because everyone's online, there's so many people, lots of competition. (laughs) So it's like, okay, there's so many more, like, it's definitely harder today than it was when I first started, hands down. You know, we talked about that before we started recording. It's like, (laughs) wow. Okay. Things have changed. Right. And so because of that, you have to think outside the box. You have to quote unquote, stop the scroll. And what I found was when I, I, in 20, I think it was 2019, I was in 2019, well into 2020. And I had a lot of time in 2020, like a lot of us did because (laughs) we were stuck inside. Uh, to develop this, but I started to look at the similarities between my clients and I definitely recommend everyone else do this. Like I wrote down all of my favorite clients that I've worked with names. And then next to it, I said, why did they come work with me? Like, what was that turning point? That thing that made them go, oh my gosh, I really, really need help. Um, and I'm struggling with this specific thing and I can't do it anymore. Like what was that breaking point in a sense? Not everyone reaches that breaking point, but something that made them go, it's worth it to invest. What was that moment? And then next to that, I wrote down what was a breakthrough moment for them on a call, maybe throughout a few calls, maybe throughout a process. What was something that was like an aha for them? And in relation to that, what was like a tool or a method or a process or an exercise or a strategy that we did together for them to have that breakthrough moment? Um, So those kind of three questions, again, what was the reason that they specifically signed up um, with me at that moment? What was like, oh my gosh, I need this help. What was that aha moment during the coaching that like really changed the game for them where they just took off? And then what was the tool method exercise? And then something else you can add to this too, is what is the reason they signed up with you over anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. The reason they wow. signed up is the breaking point, whatever it, that's going to be just, Hey, I need help. Let me go find someone. But why did they find you? Why you, why did they go? This is my person. And so I guess it's kind of four, four questions. And so I did that. I literally did that. I was looking and I'm looking at all of the ahas and the methods and I'm like, wow, I've been doing this thing with people. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. I know everyone listening is like, I've experienced those too, (laughs) methods. And I know you've probably experienced this, like frameworks, methods, processes. It's not like we go, I'm going to create my process today. We already are doing it. And then we won't realize that we actually have a process until we go, oh, yeah, I have a process. That's what I do. You know, that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think people get so in their head about that and they kind of have to create a process. You already have one. And so this exercise really will help you figure out what that is. And it's so simple to do. And so as I looked, I was like, wow, almost all of these people, once we started to identify what now I call their unique coaching method, they took off. Like, I mean, they went from making good money and, um, and, and pretty consistent to jumping to that next level pretty quick. Like there was just some skyrocket thing about that. And really it was making them stand out. It was creating, essentially creating a brand for them that made them slightly different than the other options in their audience, but so appealing because it was so authentic and it was like authentic before authenticity was cool. Like now everyone wants to be authentic. (laughs) Right. But I feel like back then, (laughs) Not everyone was. Everyone was like, I have to have a picture perfect feed. I have to curate all this stuff. Like I have to have the perfect, you know, it, everything just had to be perfect. Yeah. It was very boring, honestly. And now I love that every, it doesn't matter anymore. I think it's amazing. It's It's so great, but it really was so big. And so I noticed they started to stand out because they were like, I'm going to be me and I don't care. And I was like, wow, there's something strategic to being yourself. And so that kind of started this whole thing. So I only share that because I'll share the actual, um, the three-step process to, to start to find your unique method. But I share that because you probably have something cool that you do with people. You don't even realize. And that little exercise really helped me figure it out. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. I love this because it's so
0: simple. And I feel like a lot of times with our podcast guests, I feel like I find myself saying that where it's like, we overcomplicate so much in our businesses, Mm -hmm. And so to just be able to be like, no, take a step back, just Mm -hmm. look at what you're already doing. Look at what's already working. Look at what you've already created and then find a way to leverage that even more. It's like, it's so simple, but so overlooked. Right. And and we overcomplicate it so much. And so I love that you kind of have those, like, like, here's the things you want to check in on and you'll find it. Yeah. versus like, oh now you've got to sit down and spend a whole day walking through like, okay, we have to have five steps. What is step what? You know, like that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I love that because I just feel like it's it's so much easier than people realize. But it really yeah. at the
1: end of the day is the thing that's going to sell your offers, sell your programs, yeah. sell your services totally. It makes such a difference and and like you said it it doesn't need to be complicated. I think we want things to be complicated because <laughs> then we almost have an excuse not to do them Ooh, and get out of yes. our comfort zone, you know, and it's like nope, it's not that complicated. We have no excuse. We should just do the work. And it's yeah. it's uncomfortable because these are the things that are going to help you get to your next level and that's terrifying. It's exciting and what people want but they're also scared. You know, I definitely was. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's been a journey for sure. So do yeah. you want me to explain a little bit about the yeah, three? I was about, I was about to
0: say, get into that. You said you had kind of three like steps or whatever for figuring yeah. out your,
1: your. Totally. Method. What is that? Exactly. Like? So there's, I've noticed like when I was working with all these clients and like dissecting and kind of doing market research on them. Cause I was like, oh, I had this breakthrough. I figured out the thing, the reason that all of them had these results. Like what's that one thing I've been doing with them it's this. And so I figured out there were three main things we focused on. Mm-hmm. The first is what their unique approach is to their coaching or their service. Right. And I say unique coaching method, but it could be a service provider. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but definitely service provider or a coach. I don't, I mean, I guess it could work for product-based businesses. I haven't tried it. So, but <laughs> all in all, um, it's your unique approach. And I kind of narrowed it down to four different approaches. Um, and I'm sure there's probably way more out there, But overall, these four seem to really reign supreme. And the first is uh, strategic. And so that means when someone comes to you with a problem, your first thing is, what did you do to get here? What were the steps? What's the strategy? Let's break it down. Mm-hmm. Very analytical, strategic brain. Um, the next is mindset. So when someone comes to you with a problem, you go, what thoughts were you thinking when that happened? What, um, you know, what were some things going on mentally that you realize, ooh, I self-sabotaged or I, I had a mindset spiral and blah, 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 you know, that maybe led to the strategy part, but you first start with the mindset you might be more mindset approach based. The third is spiritual. So if you have a spiritual approach based, and this could be an organized religion, this could be someone who pulls tarot cards. It could be whatever spiritual means to you. It doesn't have to be organized religion. I always want to make sure that's really clear. Right. Um. But I have a couple clients, for example, I literally have two clients, one who prays with her clients before calls and one who literally has a tarot card and she's doing tarot card readings as she's coaching her clients. So it's something that you have such a spiritual bent and it leads a lot of your coaching, then you probably have more of a spiritual approach. And then the last is aspirational. And that's someone who focuses a lot on embodiment. Like who are you being to get to this next level? What actions are you taking? Are you acting as if you're already there? Things like that. Um, now it's like the Enneagram in a way we all, at least for me, when I read all the Enneagrams, I'm like, I'm every one of these, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm every single one of these, <laughs> Absolutely. um, in some way, shape or form tiny bits, you know, sure. but we all have one that we really lean towards. So I challenge you, even though you're probably like, but I'm strategic and mindset for sure. But pick one that you have a, a bigger bent to. And I would go with, like I said, if someone comes to you with a problem, what's the first thing you would do to solve it? Um, I do have a handy dandy quiz and it's com forward slash quiz. Very easy. Um, where you can figure out what your approach is but you probably even know just from listening to that. Um, So that's the first piece of the trifecta is what's your unique approach right there. You're going to stand out from 75% of your audience because if if it's a perfect 25%, right. Um, (laughs) And the cool thing is when I actually first developed this and I did like presentations on it and guest speakings on it, I used four uh, clients and friends as examples, all were business coaches. One is literally calls herself an energetic spiritual business coach. One is so strategic. Like, do not come to her with, I'm not, not that don't come to her with mindset issues, but she's, she's very vocal about this. She's like, I'm not going to help you with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I am a strategy queen. Like she that's knows her, jam. her skills. <laughs> yeah. She knows what she's good at and she knows what she doesn't want to do. So um, so that was that's one. Another, I actually use myself as this is a mindset-based coach. Again, all still business. People come to us to help them build their business, grow their business, make more money, climb more clients. That's the end goal. But the way we help them get there everyone has a little strategy because you kind of have to, but there's a little bit more of a bent in that mindset piece, right? Or we have qualifications in the mindset realm. And then I had another really good friend who is like exudes embodiment. Like you watch her stories and you're like, I just want to be you. I just want to be you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like one of those people you can't stop watching. Oh yeah. So those four I used as examples and it was so cool because they all literally get hired for the same thing, but they're all so different. Like you would not you would go and go they're not competition at all because right. they're so different and unique. So that alone if you just stopped there you'd already start standing out more and once you know which approach you are start going am i actually showing this in my content? Mm-hmm. Like do people yeah. know i have this bent? Can i can it be told or am i hiding it? Am i making it a secret? And i worked with a particular client who had a spiritual bent and she's Christian and she really, she prays with her clients and she was hiding that and wasn't talking about it. Mm. And she realized too, if you bring in a client, that's not about your approach. And that's like, Whoa, what are you doing? That's not going good either. Like you want them, not only do you want to stand out, but you want to bring in clients who are open to what your approach is and Absolutely. are about it. So she realized once she started sharing that really, forwardly, she not only attracted clients that she was like, Oh, these are my people. Right. And it felt so good, but she stood out and she started to grow. And it was like such a game changer. And she's like, I feel so good. Cause it's myself. I'm literally just being myself, this par- big part of me that I was hiding because I thought I had to be professional and not talk about that or any, it's like, no, that's the beauty of social media. We get to just be who we are. Um, and so that's the first part of it. Um, The second part, which I'll go through much quicker, is simply your personality. Um, And how I recommend going about this is asking your friends and family who aren't working with you first, uh, like who aren't clients first, how they would describe you. If someone had to say three ways to describe you or words they think of, et cetera, what would they say um, and then I would ask current clients and I would ask people who are not clients, but who are in your audience, this way you can get a well-rounded version of how do people who know you best perceive you probably going to be the, the way you actually are. And you perceive yourself, but how do people who don't know you that well, but only see you online, how do they perceive you, are those the same or are those opposite? And where do you want to change that? Like, maybe you like what people are perceiving you as. So you're like, Ooh, I need to lean into that more. But what I find again, same thing, kind of going back to that, the the client with the spiritual bent. There's so many parts of us we hide when we go on social media because we think we have to, you know, and this comes down to so much deeper stuff with like, if you were made fun of for being yourself as growing up, if there's trauma around that, obviously you need to be careful with that. So I'm not saying like, just be yourself and who cares what people think easier said than done in many instances. For sure but be yourself in ways that you're like, I could do that. I could share that sarcastic side of myself. Like personally, I'm very sarcastic. I love using humor and I like, wasn't sharing that that much. And, and when I was doing the survey, I was like, wow, I need to share that more. So now I do skits. I have memes. I use GIFs. I, I make fun of myself. I do some self-deprecating humor and my people love that. We're all like, you come to one of our calls and we're just like, all like that, you know? Right versus I have some really good friends who have these beautiful, like Chanel purse holding, classy top shelf kind of luxury brands. And I love them and they're great friends and there's nothing wrong with it. Me trying to do that, which I think I did try to do that for like a day. And I was like, this feels (laughs) so awkward. Like, what am I doing right now? And it was just so inauthentic. I was like, that's just not me. And I don't have to do that to make that much money. Right. I don't have right. to do that. And so who are you as a person? And are you again, looking at your social, if you're really sarcastic and funny, or you, maybe you are serious, or maybe you are a luxury, or maybe you do like bougie stuff, share that, show that your people who like that and are all about that will come to you. And it was kind of cool. I was at a retreat a few years ago and there was me and two other coaches who like, kind of had a lot of growth in the industry that year. And we had like our own little posses with us, if you will. Sounds really funny. (laughs) Basically we all had clients with us. We all had clients come to this, this event with us. We all came together. So I had like four or five clients with me. One of the other coaches had four or five clients and we all became friends. We're like, let's have a party. And we all went to a house party and it was like 15 of us. And it was so fun. And I was talking to one of my clients. I was like, wow, look at, the, the different groups, they're like mini versions of them in a way, not like they don't all look alike. Right. Um, but it was just like the, some of them, the way they dress, like one group is more punk rock. Uh, everyone had different color hair, you know, um, so bold, so out there, so badass. Um, one was again, very luxury, very put together. Then mine was like kind of all misfitty Cause we're like all over the place, <laughs> um, and funny and awkward, you know what I mean? And so I was like, wow, it just shows you your brand. You really attract your people. Um, and so that's the second piece. And I think it's the most fun part. Uh, and then the third part is what's your expertise within your industry? What are you really, really great at? Like what could you talk about on a podcast? If someone said, pick three topics, what's the three topics you pick and how can you kind of make that something you're super known for? Mm. And it's not that it has to be the only thing you talk about, but let's say within business, launch strategy, you're an amazing launch strategist or you're incredible at funnel planning or you're an email marketing genius, like lean into that. And something it has to be something that you love talking about, you can talk about forever. Those three together, I found the approach, the expertise and the personality it creates this like uncopyable, no competition type of presence, but it's still wanted by your audience. It's not random because right. I find when people try to do this whole be yourself online, it's kind of random sometimes. Whereas you're still a business owner. You're still trying to sell your offer. So the expertise part has to be there. And the approach part has to be there. It can't just be the personality. Otherwise there's no reason for them to invest with you. Um, so yeah, that's like the trifecta that I've noticed kind of works for people. I love that. I love that. You said that
0: last part of like, it can't just be the personality just because like a lot of my clients, I've even told them something similar of like, yes, you need to infuse you into your business and into your brand and show off your personality. And it needs to be very authentic and like true to who you are, Mm -hmm. but you can't just sell you and expect people to buy into that. Right. Like they need to know like what the value is that they're getting. And if it's just to like get in your world and experience your personality on a deeper level, that's not
1: like super
0: valuable to most people. Right. Unless you're like, a Kardashian or something, probably. Yeah, literally, unless you're like- They have a whole different business model than me.
1: That's for (laughs) sure. Unless that's your whole brand. And then they're not even like, especially if you're, which I think a lot of your listeners have packages that are thousands of dollars, right? Like that's a lot of money for someone to invest. And I'm glad you said that because I've seen this and I know you've probably seen this where people literally pay someone just to be in their energy, quote unquote. Yeah. That phrase, I just want to be in your energy, right? And I get it. Like I anyone I hire, I definitely want to be in their energy for sure. But that's not it. Like there's right. got to
0: be so there's, there's
1: another like piece of that for sure. Like something yeah. they're an expert at, something they're really good at, something they've done, something they teach, they're something their clients have done that I go, wow, this is a really incredible skill or something I wanna know, or I just really trust them, or you know, whatever it is. And it's it's funny because I I've talked to a lot of people who've hired people purely based on energy. And that's all that person talks about. And they're a lot of times are really disappointed Yeah. in the program. They're like, Oh my
0: gosh, I literally was about to say the same thing. Yes. I've known people that got in masterminds and it was just like, Oh, this is just this like really big name person leading the mastermind. So I just want to get in the room. Yep. And then they kind of miss out because they're not really like connecting with the other people in the mastermind as much because they're just yes. focused on the person leading it and they're yeah. not really getting as much out of it because they weren't maybe they either weren't the right fit to begin with for it yeah. or just like weren't in the right place or really just aren't like taking it and running with it the way that they should. Yeah. And so it's like, totally. you know, it's one of those things where it's like when you go to invest, especially and when you're thinking about this from a sales perspective where you're asking your potential clients and customers to invest. It's like, okay, what is that thing that is really valuable? And then what is that thing that's specific about me or unique to me that's like personality-wise and how do I fuse those things together, right? It's not just selling yourself, but also you can't just sell the value because there's probably somebody out there that does something similar. And so yeah, exactly. your personality really is the thing that ends up selling it in the long run, right? But it's not the only thing that sells it.
1: And, you know, when you do that, like some of these groups, I mean, I think something our coach does so well, is she's always saying, don't put me on a pedestal. I'm not on a yes. pedestal. And I say that to my clients too. And my mastermind, I'm like, yeah. you guys are, you guys, I learn from you all the time, you For know, sure. like, especially if we're talking about masterminds, that's what they should be. And so it's like some of those groups, it's like, let's put people on a pedestal and worship them. Like they're a God and then go into this group and expect magic to happen. And there's like no substance. So it's so, I think it's not only important just as a consumer, but like you said, I think it's just an integrity thing and an ethical thing when you're marketing, like it's gotta be really clear what you do and why you're great at it, which is where that expertise part comes in. So people know what they're getting besides your awesome self and your energy, which is part of it. What tangible stuff are they going to also learn or get or feel? Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean, sometimes like maybe your energy is the thing people are trying to buy into because they want to learn how to sell that way or True. live that kind of life or have that kind of energy or whatever, and maybe that's the thing that you're teaching and selling. Exactly, but you've got to know that like you're still bringing more value than just being in your energy, right? Yeah, like you're you're teaching them habits or you're teaching them. Uh, like sales, yes.
1: or you're, you're teaching them something a marketing or branding, yeah, marketing, like something
0: that so much of
1: that is it goes along great. with that for sure. I literally yeah. just envisioned like sitting in or, on a call with clients and not doing anything and just being like, <laughs> just be in my energy, be in my energy, yeah. take me in, pay me thousands of dollars. And I'm just gonna sit here. And I'm like, I can not that anyone does that, but like, that's what I picture when I hear people yep. say stuff like that. <laughs> like, what would I do? But you are so it's so awkward, but you're so right. It's really like, definitely it's probably sales or it's marketing or it's branding. Like that's what, at the end of the day, when people want to buy or or really mag- magnetize towards someone, they're probably great at marketing. They're great at sales. And so if they can teach you that, amazing. That's like super tangible.
0: Yeah, for sure. So kind of as we start to wrap this up, what does it look like for you once you've figured that out, right? And you're so good yeah. at this, which is why I want to dive into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned like, you, you like do all the like kind of funny stuff. You've got the sarcasm, you've got all, and I know you do a lot of like fun reels where you're singing Mm -hmm. and like bring out that theater background, all the things, and you're so good at this. So what does it look like once you've figured out kind of what that unique method is, you've gone through that sort of trifecta of sorts and said, okay, Mm -hmm. now I kind of know like what it is that's special about me, what it is that's special about my business and what I teach or what I have to offer. How do you now take that and translate that into your content, into your marketing and really make that like, Oh, this is why you should come to me. This Mm -hmm. is what my unique method is versus just showing up and being like,
1: I know I have it. Once you pay me, you'll figure out what it is. I I promise. How do you connect the dots there? I love this question. It's such a great question. Not a lot of people ask that they like stop at the Trifecta. And I'm like, wait, I want to talk about this, <laughs> the, the practical part <laughs> the of it. Next step. Yeah. yeah. So I love that you asked. You're such a good interviewer. It's perfect. <laughs> um, so there's kind of twofold to this. One is that some of it is going to just be infused in the style of execution. So I'll use an example is like, the singing reels that I do, right? I have a theater background. i I attract a lot of people who've been in the creative world in some way, shape or form, whether they were musicians or actors or whatever. Um and so so that is kind of inferred with "I'm singing literally right. in a reel, and they're um, so good <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. and and then the caption is like breaking down some kind of strategy, right? So and it could be a specific expertise. So it's something and something that's maybe a little bit more relatable because I know, not everyone's like, do I have to sing? No, please. You don't need to (laughs) unless you want to. Um, But it's something like maybe you're really sarcastic. So it's the choice of real audio that you choose super sarcastic or something that I like to do with clients after we go through this exercise is create a brain dump, a list of series ideas. So thinking of it like a TV series, something that every single week someone can tune into that they're really excited about and a show that they really like. So a show that I love is Shit's Creek. It's like one of my favorite shows. Do you like do you watch that show?
0: I don't, but I have so many friends that love. I know I'm totally. sorry. Okay,
1: next retreat we I'll got it. I promise and I'm making you we're going to watch it together. Anyway, okay. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) But like that show, for example, um, has such funny, like dry, like, and so sometimes so over the top humor uh, and the characters are just ridiculous in the most like charming way. Like you're obsessed with them, but they're, (laughs) they're, they're absolutely ridiculous. And so using gifs or memes from them to, uh, to share a concept or educate someone. For example, I did um, a real, it was a, a very famous scene from the show that, a lot of people know and love. And I, use. I was teaching people the unique coaching method in it. And it was this scene where they're trying to cook, forgetting exactly what they're trying to cook, but it involves, I think it was enchiladas and it involves cheese. And you've probably even seen this, the fold in the cheese meme. Yep. So even people who don't know the show kind of know them. The, oh yeah. <laughs> the reference. Um, and in it, it was like, just fold it in. You just fold it in. That's what you do. And so instead I said, be yourself. How do I do that? You just be yourself. You just be yourself. And in the caption, I was breaking down the unique coaching method and the process and all of that. So it's like, Looking at different series, you can do another great example. I have a client who I think she started this or she used to do this. Uh, she loves champagne, she loves wine, and she loves baths. So she would do like champagne chats from the bath, um, talking <laughs> about it. business. Yeah. Oh my God, I Which love it. I thought it was hysterical. I love that too. Yeah. Um, and then I during COVID, I did a Meg's Monday meltdown and I would kind of do like what's up for the week and also how I had a meltdown the week before. Like <laughs> cause it was a tough time, you know? Um, so every Monday I would do that. Um, uh, another example is on Fridays, like one of my values and one of my unique traits is I'm, I I'm very vulnerable and I feel very comfortable being vulnerable. Um, and so on Fridays, I release a podcast episode every Friday called heart to heart where it's just like behind the scenes, what's going on, how I'm feeling good and bad, all that jazz, really no holding back. Um, and people know to expect that. So I, I encourage you when you have your three, list. You know, your unique approach, you have your personality, you have your expertise. Go, what are some series that I could create from this? So maybe your unique expertise, your expertise is email marketing, let's say, but you are super sarcastic. How can you teach email marketing through the lens of a TV show that's super sarcastic or a character? Um, And you can almost like use metaphor to teach it. Um, I think the reason I love leaning on this and it's worked really well for me and a lot of clients is when you're just like teaching people tactics or strategies and just saying, this is how you do this, that's fine. And that's great. But if you could do it through something recognizable that they like know or love, that's maybe current or in pop culture, if your people are into that, or if you're targeting moms, something that only moms would understand metaphors are so helpful for people to grasp concepts and they will get it so much more and they'll remember it and they'll go, oh, Megan did that that meme, that fold in the cheese meme. And now I'm remembering, I need to do her unique coaching method program. And it's because of the Schitt's Creek connection that we have. So that's like one way. And that's really tangible as far as literally create a list of brain dump series that you could do that show who you are, your personality, your expertise. And then the other one is just kind of like, infusing it into your content. So for example, if you have like a quote post you want to do and you want to share this really good quote, but again, maybe you have that, that more sarcastic uh, bent, throw in like a funny starting line to hook them in. That's like, kind of like, whoa, did you just say that? You know? Um, and if you're on stories sharing your day to day, instead of it being like picture perfect. And like, so let's say you have like a dance party in the middle of the day or like you have your kid is like is reality versus what people put like your kid just threw up on you or something like and you're very like authentic and real and you like to share that kind of stuff like weaving that throughout versus everything's picture perfect um and kind of letting your audience see a little bit more behind the scenes again looking at those personality traits right yeah. that is kind of a little bit more subtle than directly like creating a content series but both of those together I think are great ways to start implementing this does that make sense yes i love okay. it and, and i
0: love too that you specifically use the word connection in there yeah. um because the whole time you're talking i'm thinking it's just another connection point right like yeah. it's just another way for people to say like Oh yes, this person is for me, right? Like you probably attracted a massive amount of people that really love Shit's Creek after you, after you posted that reel, right? And (laughs) um, and I, I am that way with friends. Friends is my guilty pleasure show. I love it. Um, So I'm that way with friends, but um, I mean, you just not that all of your clients have to love Shit's Creek, right? No, that's not what you're saying. But it's like you do tend to attract those people who Mm -hmm. are a little more sarcastic. They do love shows like that. They are maybe a little bit into pop culture. They're willing to laugh at themselves, right? Like you're attracting those type of people and, and kind of repelling others, right? Like you're not repelling people that don't watch Shit's Creek, but you're repelling people who aren't necessarily super sarcastic. They, they don't really laugh at themselves a lot. They really want to put on kind of a more like serious, serious luxury, mm-hmm. like what, you know, whatever intense kind of vibe. Yeah. And that's fine. And I think that's what people don't really realize a lot of the time with marketing and especially with like content creation mm-hmm. is just like, in order to attract, you have to repel, right. Yes. Like, you have to repel someone. Totally. I think people go into their like content creation, way too focused on like, well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or I don't want to exclude anybody or, you know, I want everybody to feel like welcome here. And it's like, well, yeah, like you could be a welcoming person. You're not like, you know, purposely being mean to anybody and excluding them that way. But it's like, when it comes to selling what you have to offer and really trying to build a business, you do have to repel someone. You have to know these are my people and these are not my people. Right. And so I love that you mentioned that, that word connection, because I think it really is just like, how do you create even more connection points for people to say, yes, this is my person. Yes. I love following her. Yes. I look forward to her content every week or whatever. And you were talking about those like series and stuff, the like heart to heart that you did on Fridays and stuff like that. That's literally how our fire Fridays episodes came to be. It was just like, people were like, oh, I just, I would love if you had some like shorter episodes that were just like kind of motivational stuff. And at that point I was just interviewing guests every Wednesday and the guest episodes are amazing, but they, they're a little lengthy and not sometimes they're strategy focused or whatever. And so I started, I was like, what could I talk about every single Friday? And so I just started sharing these like random quotes that I would hear that I thought were super valuable or like random things that were on my mind. It's probably very similar to your like heart to heart and your meltdown stuff. It's like, I, you know, it's that kind of stuff. And to date, those are some of my biggest episodes, you know, and that's still going years later because people love those episodes. And so it's just like, you never know what it's going to turn into, but it's just asking yourself, like, how do I create one more connection point for people to like show up in my world, learn if I'm for them. Right. And maybe get something valuable out of it. So, I'm really glad that you brought that up,
1: yes, I love I that was such a good synopsis. Uh, I think that's such a good reflection. I love that reflection. I think that's huge. And that's at the end of the day, like that's why people want to be a part of things, whether it's ah. a brand, a community, a group. And I notice it too, in like if you're meeting people in person, and I mean, your event is going to be such a beautiful example of this. Like, your event, your conference is going to be, you're going to just feel so many of your values. It's going to be reflected in everyone else there. It's going to be like a family. It's going to be a such a connective experience, you know, and anyone who's going is just going to really have that beautiful experience to walk away with. And it's because of who you attract as Haley, you know, and that's something like, I have a retreat in a few weeks, the weekend before our mastermind retreat that we go to. And all, already the girls are so excited and it's just going to be so much fun and yep. just so many shenanigans. Like I already know it. And I'm like, they all are best friends and they're all like so different in many ways, but so similar too. and same thing I think for the mastermind we're in, it's like, we're all so different, but we have very similar shared values. And I think at the end of the day, that's what I'll, I'll honestly keeps your clients coming back. Like yeah, I have clients absolutely. who've worked with me for years because the communities you create are really aligned, have the same values. And it takes time. And I think people think it's going to like happen, like they're going to do this exercise. And then all of a sudden for they're sure. great. And it's yeah. like, it will take time, but be consistent with it. And honestly, you're going to love creating content this way. Like it's so fun and it forces you to get creative, which honestly, the internet is just making us do now, which yeah. is oh, for sure. So yeah, sure. no, I love, this is such a great conversation. I love, this. I love
0: it. Oh my gosh. This was so good. And I think just so many different points for like creating your unique method. So I hope everybody got like so much. I know they did. I don't even have to say, I hope I know <laughs> they got so much out of this. Yay! Uh, so I love this, uh, before we like wrap up, I would love to do our rapid fire round, which is just oh, some like fun questions that I love to close the show with. So yeah. are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, what is one thing that you do every day that makes you feel alive and on fire?
1: Oh, I love this. This is gonna be such a lame answer, but it's just true, <laughs> is stretching. Love it. <laughs> no, I love it. So many people, every everybody,
0: everybody's like, this is gonna be such a lame answer, but it's getting outside or it's working out, or it's whatever. Or like,
1: that's not lame. I was that's gonna great. say stretching or going for a walk yeah. every day. Yeah. I love that.
0: That's great. Yeah. What is the last book or podcast that you loved?
1: Does it business wise I'm assuming? Whatever you want. So I'm finishing uh I just finished court of uh or not a court of thorns and roses that's my favorite book series but the spin-off <laughs> not spin-off but it's the same author is throne of glass. Oh so yeah it's okay. A fiction, yeah. So I just finished the first literally last week the first book of that throne of glass series so I'm in the second. So obsessed with Sarah J Mass. if you're a fiction lover. So Love good. It. Very very sexy. So just warning and not for children. Um, (laughs) and then, um, business books wise, I recently read, uh, stories that stick by Kendra Hall. Love that book. Amazing. So good. I was like, This is making me a wonderful storyteller. And then, um, I love mind your business podcast, James Wedmore's podcast. Like it's honestly one of the only business podcasts I still listen to really regularly because it's a little bit of the woo, a little bit of the business. Um, so that that's been one that I've been loving lately. I love it.
0: Oh my gosh. I love all of those recommendations. They're so good. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, if you had, if you were given $10,000 to invest in your business right now, what would you do with it? Oh, that's a great
1: question, Oh, oh my God, rapid fire. Um, what would I do with it? Ah, I would well, I have a I have a, <laughs> retreat, I have a retreat coming up and and it's probably going to cost that much. So that's literally a thing I think of right away is that, um oh, man, you know what I probably would invest in is actually upping the podcast quality and maybe getting like professional video set up. Ah. um which would definitely be more eventually than 10,000, but that's probably where, what I would, what I would. I love that. In.
0: Yeah. That would be super me with have. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. That's a great answer. I love yeah. that. Especially yeah. with, you know, as much video content as you need now. Yeah. The world is just going to video more yes. so than any, any other type of content. So yeah. I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously females on fire were really big on like elevating other women, shouting out other women. So who is one woman that you would love to give a little shout out to?
1: Oh, I love this. You know, I'm going to go with my girl, Eve, Eve Guzman. She is such a good friend. We've played many roles together. She's been a client of mine. We've just been best friends for many years. We've collabed on um, offer opportunities. I'm speaking at her retreat in a month. Uh, So yeah, Eve Guzman. She's, I think Eve Guzman official on Instagram now. She changed her handle and she's just such a powerhouse.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, So great. And then last rapid fire question. What is the best piece of advice? That you have ever been given?
1: That's so good. These <laughs> questions, <laughs> you know, this is so again, it sounds lame, but my sister, when I got first got married, my sister said to me as corny as this sounds, my biggest piece of advice is don't sweat the small stuff. Yep. Meaning like we didn't move in together, my husband and I, until we were engaged. And so I started to notice, you know, hamper like clothes. not. Oh yeah. <laughs> all those little things. Right. And she's like, at the end of the day, that stuff, while yes, it could be a little annoying. It's not worth fighting over. It's not worth a marriage falling apart for like, do not sweat the small stuff. And ever since I got that, I was like, this is the most simple and genius advice. And it literally stopped so much conflict. And I kind of use that in my business. Like if an email is sent wrong, if a um, an email sent when it says, hey, name or missing link. It's an opportunity to send another email that probably will get a higher open because you go, oops, made a mistake there. And people will open that. And like things are posted incorrectly. Like it's going to happen. It's inevitable in your business. So don't sweat the small stuff that you just can't help and you have no control over. So I kind of use it for all everything in life. <laughs> I
0: love that. I love that.
1: I got similar marriage advice of
0: like pick your battles. Pick your battles. Um, yep. Wait, that's what she said. Pick Never your mattered. battles. Yeah. That's what she said. That's same thing. It. No, same thing, right? Like, don't yeah. start the small stuff, pick your battles. Like it's all kind of the same advice. But I, I find myself very often feeling that way in business too, where I'm just yes. like, Yeah, okay. This this we can't worry about this. We don't have time to worry about this. We've got yep. bigger problems. So exactly. Uh I totally feel that. That's great advice. <laughs> uh,
1: it was pick your battles. I was like, was it don't smoke? Your... Does it feel right? But that's kind of what she was saying. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can go follow yeah. along.
1: What should they check out yes. and, and go grab? Yay. So you're already listening to a podcast. So hop on over to the pretty awkward entrepreneur. Um if you just search hashtag pretty awkward, you will find it. Um we put out two episodes a week. We do a Friday episode as well, like heart to heart, and then usually an interview, or it'll be a strategy episode that I'll do a breakdown. Um, And I'm starting actually a new podcast with my husband as well. So we'll definitely give some info on that. I know it's going to be called Megan, Mike, do marriage. It's kind of a spinoff, nothing to do with business really, but um, we'll relate it back in some way. So we're really pumped about that. Um, And then Instagram at Megan Yelaney is where I'm hanging out a lot. Um, I do have, like I said, if you really are like, I want to dive into this unique coaching method, I want to find what mine is all of that and get some guidance on that. I have a quiz. If you just go to meganelaney.com forward slash quiz. Um, and I'll also send Haley. I have this like breakdown of the five top posts that I've done, which I think actually show very much my unique method. So you can kind of see it all in play, um, and posts that led to direct sales. I do a little breakdown and give you a chart and all that jazz. So, um, I'll give you that link as well, that you can get all free, all free fun stuff.
0: Love it. Love it. We will put all of that in the show notes as well as down in the description, depending on where you're listening to this, you can just click over from there. Megan, this was so good. I, I just absolutely love the way that you teach this and the way that you break it down. And so I'm just very grateful to you for your time today, your wisdom, your expertise, all the things, but this was such a good episode. So thank you so much. Thank you you for having me. I had so much fun. And that's a wrap head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.